This is Trek FM. Helling frequencies open. This is your Trek FM Hyper Channel for Saturday, May 31st, 2014. I'm Christopher Jones, and we have two stories for you today. CNN remembers Plato's stepchildren, more or less, and Lost Apollo continues the five-year mission in TOS style. First up, as part of its current retrospective on the 1960s, CNN highlighted the original series episode Plato's Stepchildren as an example of how, in that tumultuous decade that was the 60s, television began to tackle some serious issues. And as longtime fans know, this third season episode of the original series is best remembered for that moment that's often touted as network television's first interracial kiss, the moment when the telepathic Platonians force Kirk and Uhura to lock lips. Now, it was really controversial at the time. William Shatner tells a great story about how he made sure that got into the episode. He, he did it in a way that it made it impossible for the censors to cut it out of the episode without ruining the entire scene. And it, it's hard to believe now that it was even an issue that a white man and a black woman would be kissing. I mean, big deal, right? But it was. And this is one of those moments in the original series that really started to push the envelope and change television. Now, the article also cites other shows from the 1960s that played roles in helping to get America thinking about pressing social issues. And amongst those are The Twilight Zone and I Spy. Another interesting event pointed out in the article is one that's not related to Star Trek. In fact, it's something that would fall under what we call hashtag sportsball here on the network. Many of us are sports fans, but many of us are not. So we have fun when we talk about sports in the middle of our Star Trek discussions. Well, this was a case in 1968. There was an AFL game between the New York Jets and the Oakland Raiders. And this game has gone down in history as the Heidi game. Now, you know, sports games, they they get names based on something that was happening at the time. There's the famous Ice Bowl, for example. And there's, um, I'm an Alabama fan. I graduated from the University of Alabama. And there's a famous Alabama-Auburn Iron Bowl that's known as Punt-Bama-Punt. And and we lost the game because we couldn't score And we just kept punting and punting and punting. And finally, things didn't turn out well for us at the end in a tight game. So this one's called the Heidi game. Now, why is it called the Heidi game? Well, NBC was showing the game. And near the very end of the game, they cut away to show a movie version of Heidi. And I guess they thought, well, the Jets are going to win. We'll just cut away. We'll show the movie. This That's what's scheduled to come on right now. Big deal, right? Well, in the final two minutes of the Heidi game, the Raiders made a huge comeback and they scored two touchdowns to win. So fans were outraged. They complained to NBC. And this is what led to what we now take for granted, which is that live sports trump pre-recorded programming. And that actually is sort of a double-edged sword for us Star Trek fans, because I can remember in university... Well, even before that, but I remember specifically in university when Deep Space Nine was on in first run. And of course, DS9 was syndicated. 
And the channel that was showing it for us back in Birmingham, in Alabama, also showed Atlanta Braves baseball games. And Atlanta Braves baseball games, they trump everything that's on television there. So often episodes that we're waiting to see would be preempted by a baseball game. Or you'll be in the middle of something and the baseball game comes on and you don't know what happened in Star Trek. is very frustrating. The only thing that could trump live sports in Alabama back then in the 90s was a James Spann weather map to show you where lightning was striking in the neighboring state that was of no concern to you. But it's interesting anyway to see here how these things in the 1960s, whether it's the interracial kiss between Kirk and Uhura, or whether it's fans being upset about cutting away from a critical sporting event, really shaped so much of the culture as we know it today. So this is an interesting piece over on CNN. I'll put a link in the show notes, and of course you'll find them even in your podcast. If you look in the description, you'll see the URL there as well. And go over and read it. It's called Five Surprising Things 1960s TV Changed. And what I would like to know from you is what moment from TOS do you think of first when it comes to the show's influence on changing cultural views? Is it the interracial kiss? Is it something else? Is it the the half-black, half-white faces? What is it? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you on that. You can find me on Twitter. My username is C Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. And you can find Trek FM there as well under username Trek FM. And also I'd like to say thank you to Mike Poteet for putting together this story for us today. Next up, we have a story about the J.J. Abrams verse. Now, don't don't tune me out quite yet. I, I want to know what you think about this. You know, since 2009, we've gotten roughly four hours of content from the rebooted J.J. Abrams Star Trek. And if you break that down time-wise, that's barely one new TV episode per year over the past five years. Well, of course, you can't really tell stories, not Star Trek stories, in that way. And at the end of Into Darkness, the Enterprise is ready to finally start that famous five-year mission. Of course, we'll never see it in any substance in the theater, but IDW is bringing us the adventure in comic form through the Star Trek Ongoing series. This series started after the 2009 movie, and for the most part, they retold original series episodes, gradually deviating more and more and more with each issue, until finally we were getting some original stories. Then we had Countdown to Darkness, We had After Darkness, and now we are into the five-year mission. Ongoing number 33 just dropped this past week, and it's called Lost Apollo. And this is part one of two. And this issue actually delivers the goods with a story that feels very reminiscent of the original series. Now, I've been a fan of the Star Trek Ongoing series. I'm not a huge fan of the Abramsverse movies, but I think they're doing some pretty good stuff in the Star Trek Ongoing series. And in fact, what it highlights to me is that the real problem with the Abrams verse, once you get past the fact that iconic roles have been recast and key events on the timeline have been changed, which I know upsets some people to no end, but if you can just separate it in your mind, and this is an alternate 
history of how things may have happened. And then just try to follow the stories, see what the storytelling is, see what's happening to the characters. Don't mix it with the prime timeline that we've had for almost 50 years now. It's it's not impossible to get into, I think. You know, I find things that I do like in the storytelling. But the problem with it is that it's being presented as films. As I just said in the opening, we're getting barely the equivalent of one new TV episode per year over the course of five years. There's no through line. There's no continuity. It doesn't grab you and make you want to see more next week and next week and really get hooked into it. If this alternate timeline were on television, I think the writers could tell stories that feel more like Star Trek instead of generic action movies. And in fact, this particular comic reminds me very much of the kind of story that we would have gotten on the original series, certainly in terms of its feel, and a little bit on the next generation in terms of its theme. And there's a real story here. And as I was reading this comic, I was picturing this as being an episode. And especially with the visuals that they could create for it today, because they have some actual alien kind of exotic stuff being shown on the pages here. And it's pretty enjoyable. And I'm looking forward to finding out what happens in the next issue. Now, Matthew Rushing and I, we do a show called Literary Treks, where we talk about books and comics every single week. And we actually review every single one of these ongoing comics on that show. So we do we delve really deeply into them there, which I'm not going to do here. But uh, I would like to tell you who's working on it. Joe Corony provides the art for the main cover. And Corony also provides the pencils and some of the inking. Then Victor Moya and Rob Doan ink the rest of the book, while John Roch does the coloring and Neil Uyatake does the letters. The art style in this one, I don't like it as much as I've liked most of the ongoing comics. They've been varying up the style a little bit recently. And it still looks good. There are times when I have trouble seeing who's talking. Especially in a story like this, where for part of the story, uh, for a lot of the story actually, they are on the surface of a planet in their suits. And so you can't really see their faces as clearly. But it's still it's still well done. And the colors and the inking and all, it's very beautiful. The cover's beautiful. And it, it's still very enjoyable. Trek Corps comics editor Patrick Hayes has an extensive review of this issue over on Trek Corps. And I'll put a link to that on the show page on our website and in the show notes here in the podcast. And if you want, I, I would encourage you to get the comic, read it first and then go to Trek Core and see what Patrick has to say about it, because he really does break it down by uh, section, by the letters, the colors, and everything, and does a nice job of taking you through it. Part two will be coming out in June, I presume the final week of June. We don't know the exact date, and sometimes these things get delayed, but I would expect roughly four weeks from now we'll get part two and... I won't say I didn't see the cliffhanger coming, because I did, but I am curious to find out not so much if the thing I see on the final page is what I think it is, because I'm pretty sure it is, but rather how it came to be. So I'm looking forward to part two for that. 
Now tell me, I'd like to know if you have read this issue, and if so, what did you think? And also, do you read the comics in general? Do you read the Star Trek ongoing comics? Do you read some of the other comics that IDW does and that others have done in the past? And specifically to Star Trek ongoing, if you do read these, how do you feel they compare to the on-screen reboot? Do do you share my feeling that they tell much better stories in these comics than they do on the screen. And therefore, I think it's the format of being a film that's limiting the storytelling potential of this reboot. Or do, do you prefer what you see on the screen and you're not really a comics person? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you on that. I do have a network update for you before we close out the show. Today is Saturday, and that means it's time for Continuing Mission. Now, Continuing Mission is my show where I interview the creators of fan series and independent films. But one thing I want to do beyond that is I want to look at all the ways in which Star Trek continues beyond the screen. Outside of books, of course, because we have literary tricks for that. Besides films and and series, another way that this is done is often through games. And this week... I'm joined by Craig Bolin, who is the creative director and senior games designer at X-Cube Games. Craig gives us the -the behind-the-scenes story of how the Trexels game came to be, how they create the stories for the game, and we also talk about game development in general because Craig has been developing games for more than 16 years on a wide range of platforms, including PlayStation, Wii, and iPad. It's a it's an interesting discussion if you're into games, uh, even beyond Trexels itself. So check out this episode, and you'll find it right now in your feeds if you subscribe to the individual feed for Continuing Mission or to the Trek of Film Complete Master feed. You can also catch it through your favorite podcast source, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Swell, BlackBerry, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are most likely there. You can also stream it from our website, or you can grab the RSS link and pop that into your favorite podcatcher. Well, that's our look at the news for today. If you're streaming the show from our website, remember that you can have it delivered directly to the device of your choice by subscribing to the Hyper Channel show feed or to the Trek of Film Complete Master Feed. The Master Feed actually has every episode of every show we do, so it's a really great way for you to find out what's going on when we talk about the original series or the next generation or Deep Space Nine or anything that we talk about because we we cover every single corner of the Star Trek universe. I'd love to chat with you about today's stories as well. And as I mentioned after the first story, you can find me on Twitter. My username is C Brian Jones. That's the letter C and Brian with a Y. And you can find me pretty much anywhere in social media under that same username. If you'd like to find the network, you can find us on Twitter under username TrekFM. A lot of us tweet from that account, and we sign our tweets with our initials. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash trekfm. We're on Google+, where we have a community. If you search communities for trek.fm, you'll find us there. And we have traditional forums on our website as well at trek.fm slash forums. We even have a widget from SpeakPipe on the show pages for our podcasts on the website. You can use that to send us a voicemail without even needing to call into a number or use a phone. And I'd love to hear your voice. So please do that if you want to share your thoughts. Well, thanks once again, everyone, for listening today. I really appreciate you tuning in every day. I hope you have a great weekend, and I'll be back tomorrow with some more stories for you. So until then, go watch some Trek. <laughs>